So in this podcast, Dan and I kind of explore um, our inner zen. No, just kidding. Um, We just shoot the shit for about an hour. Um, My son lost his tooth. I kind of cover that. Um, I talk about taking my kids out to to the Rocket Fizz. Um, We talk about some stuff we watched on TV. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about the VA and healthcare as a whole. And we also cover a little bit about this election that we have coming up and the frustration of being a person who hates both sides. So with uh, no further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm looking through these days. Is it? Sometimes, yeah. Was today one of those crazy days or what? Uh, actually, no, man. I'm just honestly, I'm just getting over being sick. I don't know what what happened. You got the Rona? No, man. I just I I couldn't like it, it was like anything I'd put in my stomach, like I would it would just come right back up. Um, but it wasn't coming out like you know the, the other end. It was just I, for some reason just my like I couldn't keep anything down. Wow. And and then uh, like I didn't have like my boss was all concerned that I might have like COVID or something, but I'm like I I don't have that those like I don't have the symptoms, you know what I mean? Right. So especially working around it all the time, like I you know always kind of see what the you know what it looks like. Well, I'm sorry, man. You're done with that. I've <clears throat> I've got a pretty bad ulcer they got me on a steroid for like a year oh really yeah I'm gonna be on that for a long ass time so luckily it's crazy getting old man it sucks (laughs) it sucks man like overnight my stomach just stopped working like I eat anything it hurts oh for real yeah like I could eat I got a glass of milk glass of water didn't matter i just started like having really sharp pains and i was like yeah this isn't working out for me quite well so yes that's crazy that's scary man yeah it it was scary at first and they were telling me i've crossed a little and the doctor figured that all out within like giving me a colonoscopy for like 12 minutes I was under for 12. Uh, dude, you have to take that, that drink the powder stuff. Well, you know what, dude? The VA sucks because they only pay for like the most expensive. I mean, the cheapest. Yeah, right. The, the cheapest uh, prep that you're going to be able to get. And it's like Medicaid kind of shit. Yeah, so, yeah. So they give me this like bottle of magnesium and it tastes like, like, it's like a lemon flavored, like Gatorade. Yeah, the concept. Yeah. <laughs> then, dude, I used to see people drink that all the time, man. I think, oh, I'm gonna shit now. No, then you get this Gatorade bottle. This this big ass like three liter jug of powder. And you're thinking, oh, it's Gatorade, no big deal. <clears throat> and you mm-hmm. and and my wife, she uh, fills it up with water and she puts it in the fridge. And then it's time to go, right? And I start filling up glasses of water with that. I may have filled up like 30 glasses with this stuff. And it's the most viscotic, thick, syrupy, clear, transparent mm-hmm. tasting like shit. 
I'm trying. That's not a to... shipment from like 12 years ago, dude. That's so old. Like that's the funniest thing too, man. Because I know they have better stuff now. Yeah, but they like give me. It's like the base model when you go into like a dealership and you're like, I want a new truck, mm-hmm. and they show you the cheapest goddamn thing. But all the add-ons. Yeah. <laughs> that's a... <laughs> so they're telling me I've got to do a, but... another one in a year, and I'm like, we're gonna, yeah. we're not doing that other one. I'll pay whatever it costs. But see, no, but here, here's the funny thing, dude, because in, in reality, what you said is true. It was the most expensive, cheapest thing, mm-hmm. right? It, it's expensive because it's government. So, like, whoever's making the drink or whatever is going to charge the government an, an exorbitant amount of money. You know what I mean? More than they would charge, you know, normal Joe Blow. Uh, so, it probably was very expensive, but it was the cheapest you know, stuff. That's the that's the issue, man. That's funny. Because <laughs> that you get violent, violently sick on that stuff, dude. I've seen, I've seen, like working in halfway houses and stuff like that. I always had like you know people that I knew that were getting that stuff done. You know, people that like lived there and stuff. So like they would always have to drink that, or Bro, even in the hospital, you know, there's have to nothing. Drink it. You know, you're married to a good woman when like. She's just hearing you just shitting your brains out. You're just in the, <laughs> you're, you're in the goddamn bathroom like thirty feet away, and it just, it's the most unattractive sound in hell. Like when I was, uh, yeah. dude, the smell even like, bro, you you fart, and you get this like aroma of like, oh, you had broccoli for dinner. Yeah, salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you get down to the bottom of the barrel with this colonoscopy, it's like tuna fish. It's just oh, really? It's dude. If that's what I smell like, my innards smell. I feel bad for my body. I feel yeah, yeah. so guilty for doing that to my body. But <laughs> whatever, man. Like. Ah, dude, I I know they have better like treatments out there. Like I know if you're, because um, I remember talking to somebody recently, and they they said that, you know, they didn't have to drink like the big, you know, drinks like that. Like they had to drink some stuff, but it wasn't like the the stuff that you're talking about. Right. Because I really think that that's like an older, you know, treatment that's just cheap, and you know, it it's they're like know, they're like fuck it, it, it costs twelve bucks. Fuck it. Yeah, but they charge the government probably like two thousand. That's so stupid. Yeah, my my actual yeah. procedure cost six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so <clears throat> to put me out and put a camera up my ass cost six grand. So think about this though, man. Like if you, you know, actually had to pay the bill, you know, like if you were getting insurance through your insurance company or whatever, and I'm not sure if you do because sometimes like they you know, if you have insurance. Yeah, like they'll bill your insurance and stuff, which is I'd, I'd always like to know what that that looks like, you know, when the VA bills your insurance. Like, is it a lot more like do they do they pay like how do, how does that even work? Like, I don't know. Well, the VA obviously um, eats whatever's left, but I think that they rely on your your primary insurance to kind of take care of that. Take it, yeah, yeah, which is fine with me because I have a really high deductible because I'm on an HSA. So, are you? See, so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I got rid of my HSA, I went to a PPO, man, too fucking expensive, dude. My, my health insurance is free, 
I use that money every month that I put into my insurance directly into my HSA. And my wife and I have not had to pay a penny more than we did last year. And reality is the PPO is like incredibly overpriced. So we just said, hell with it. We're going to, we're going to go with the high deductible, high premium. We're going to do the HSA. I'm going to contribute like 400 bucks a month to the health insurance. That's our, that's Mm -hmm. ours. That's ours. That money rolls over every year. So that money is like a health. It's like a, it's like a 401k, but for your healthcare. And I basically just save up. So in January, I'm not starting over and I don't have to rely on a shitty plan. So see, that's, that's the thing. So like, okay, so the money rolls over. I get that. But see, here's my issue, man. Like, well, with my insurance anyway, we, I had, um, what was it? I dude, I went to the hospital cause I had like, it, it wasn't appendicitis. It was like, uh, um, uh, what did they call it? I can't, I can't remember, but something like really minor that like, I mean, I needed a hospital overnight stay just to check me out. Right. But they, they, my deductible was like three grand and I got hit with a bill for like that much. You know what I mean? So like. And I, we had, so my company was giving you all the money up front, right? Mm-hmm. So like for the year, it would be, you know, whatever, $1,500 or whatever it was, uh, like half or two grand or something. I think it was like 1500 that they would pay into it. Um, but they, they stopped that. So like I had a couple hundred in there and, and granted, I mean, I could just like pay each month. So like every month they would deposit money, my paycheck would deposit money and it would go towards that bill. But dude, I figured it out like with my company cause they just started it last year where they offered a PPO as well. Cause it was just a high deductible. Uh, <clears throat> but it was, it was actually cheaper for me. So how much is go... your, so is your PPO more than 300 bucks a month? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Well, then- I, I don't know how much it is. It's it's definitely um, ar- around that. Right. You know what I mean? It's definitely around. But I remember it was like $114. Cheap, dude, I got like, like that. So like. Dude, just in one year, I've got over $4,000 in my HSA. And, 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 and that's the thing. <clears> like, <throat> if we go over eight grand, this is the way I look at it. That That's how much my maximum out of pocket is until they hit 80-20 on it. So the way I look at it is if I'm at eight grand, then I'm really in in the shitter, but I might as well just ride it out and ride that wave because then I've pocketed half of that at the end of the year anyway. But then you got to start again the next year, right? Like you got to start back at zero, man. I mean, if you spend all that. Right. But here's, here's the thing though. I still have my cash that I've been saving up like this whole time. Like I've been saving up every single month mm-hmm. for a high ticket item. But but what I'm saying is, is that's the thing, dude, when you have to like have things start happening, that's when I, I think, I definitely think that the high deductible is the way to go. If you have like no preexisting conditions, like nothing's going on, like right. you don't really need to go to the doctor. But see, I'm lucky cause I'm, but I'm lucky cause I'm service connected. So, I mean, I get my insurance is covered. I'm a hundred percent guaranteed until <clears throat> I'm dead in the ground. Like I don't. Do you get dental insurance too? I'm just I'm just okay. shy of dental. Like I'm I'm ten percent shy of dental. And okay. Frankly, I've done VA dental and it sucks. So, 
Yeah. I, I, I had a yeah, my... I had a twenty six year old girl right out of den- dentistry school pull out my last wisdom tooth. And you would have thought <laughs> you would have thought that she was just like I thought she looked sixteen. Like she just no. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good, bro. But um Dude, that's but that's socialized medical, man. I mean that's what you that is get. pure like, that's why I'm not okay with that. That is social that is socialism. It's a social. Yeah, that's program. what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. So, but and I even talked to like like veteran like this uh, one guy that's friends with our family. He he was a former marine like back in like the 80s and stuff. But he um you know we talk about it all the time. He's like you know if you really like really want like you know socialized healthcare like you really need to see what it's like, and like here's the issue, <laughs> you know like. And and he's right, man. I mean, you look at anything government run, and it's well. Here's here's it, it's here's what loaded, I did, man. man. I I live I live outside of the city, so I basically told them I'm not driving into town anymore. I'm not driving into town to try to find a parking spot. And I'm not taking any more half mm-hmm. days. You guys are gonna start picking doctors for me that are outpatient that aren't VA, and I I've been doing Veterans Choice. It's been amazing. And um, so, do you get it? Why do you why do you uh, I guess, like, do you qualify because, like, there's just no, like, appointments within a certain time frame or something? Because I remember getting a card and all that stuff, and they're like, you know, oh, you can, uh, well, you know, that was years ago, though. Well, my instance for my instance is unique in the fact that I live right on the boundary of that veteran's Really? Yeah, so they gave it to me. Okay. And <clears throat> I actually, the VA decided to be really cheap. And they said, yeah. we're not, and listen, like they paid for me to go to my doctor's appointments for years, like in terms mm-hmm. of like the gas and logistics and everything. And then finally one day they were like, yeah, they've changed the way they do things. I said, well, that's the case. You guys pay for my toll roads because I have to pay tolls to get to this place. I want to go to a VA closer. And there's one about 20 minutes from my house, but it's not. A veteran hospital. It's a veteran clinic. So I have a few. Is it a CBOC? What's that? Community based outpatient. Center? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they're the dude. They're better, man. Go to them. They, they're actually because they're they're way better than the main hospitals, man. I worked in. They're one way more I know, attentive. Dude, I, I got my care at one. Oh, well, dude. Yep. They, they're more attentive. They know who I am. My doctor knows who I am. Yep. And she straight up. She refers me for everything. I, I get my chiropractic out here. I get my neurology. I get my blood work. Yeah. I get everything done out here. And it's just a lot easier. And I don't, listen, I don't pay anything out of pocket. So, and if I do yeah. pay out of pocket, I just send them a thing in the mail, a receipt, and they, they write me a, a check. So it, it works out. But this medicine they got me on right now, 1600 bucks a month, and the VA is paying it. So I can't, yeah. I can't even be mad. You can't complain. That's what I'm saying. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, like you can't complain. But what I'm saying is like, I'll, I'll pay for, you know, the, the better service. Like if I can, if I can afford it, dude, I'd rather. Like, I feel for, like because, you know, I think the reason why it works so well for me is because I'm a hundred percent covered by my health care. Do the day. Yeah. I have, I have on top of it. So the VA gets a little bit of a help helping hand there along with my insurance. So it actually taps into my deductible 
And my kid, because we live in PA, she's on the spectrum with ADHD. So she gets a hundred percent covered. So her medicine's covered. It appears. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's is that that chips or whatever it is? <clears throat> well, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's probably relative, but because it doesn't matter, I can make a million dollars a year because my kid is is diagnosed clinically diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. She's medicated for it. The state of PA covers yeah. it, so I can't even complain. I mean, it's it's a nice little you know thing because that's not I mean. Yeah. They tax me through the ears here, so I don't even care. And that's where, like, those things like that, dude, I'm I'm 100%, like, all right, like, with tax money. Like, I think our tax money is, if you're going to tax me at a high rate like that, man, like, at least, you Give know, me some... use it to support, to help people. Right. That's my thing. Well, my thing is, is that if I pay gas tax, I want the tax to go toward the roads. If, yeah. if I'm going to pay for, like, Anything that's taxed, I want whatever that it's supposed to be supporting to be supported. The whole lottery thing was supposed to help the elderly. That did never. That never happened. Yeah, no. So no. Well, you see what happened too. I mean, I don't know if you, but this happened twenty some years ago, probably now. But the state, um, whenever they sold like all the the land for the you know mental health stuff, right? They sold all that land all that money made was supposed to go towards like helping the mentally ill people because what they did was they kicked them all out of the hospital and said, okay, here, you're on your own. Wow. You know, like, like we, we, you know, and that was under Reagan, you know, it's like, you know, we're, uh, I was like that. Yeah. That was, don't need to be, that was a federal thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and granted there's definitely, you know, uh, an abuse of the system, but there's uh, some people that really, can't function in society. I man. really they, do they think need to be locked up. I think with prison reform needs to come the reassertion of mental health institutions because oh yeah, instead of putting money directly and and when I say that I mean that in the sense that you're not just keeping people in there to collect a paycheck, but but there is there there does there, there is a middle gray area where like there are people who really suffer with anger problems or bipolar disorder that aren't mm-hmm. criminals in, 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 in the sense of the word, but they could become criminals because they're not being given the support that, that are, is required. So then you're giving yeah. them a different level of incarceration that, that that's not justified for something that they can't help. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we can't, we can't go back to like, you know, chaining people up and doing crazy things. No, like, like, that. like that, that, that's what, but that's what brought about the Reagan changes. You know what I mean? Like the, the treatment, the maltreatment and things like that. So it, it, it was in sense, you know, like, or it was, you know, kind of on the face of it, kind of just, you know, it, it justified. Right. Uh, but they just, they just <clears throat> didn't have any backup plan. It was kind of like here and dude, it's like, it's a crazy statistic, dude, that like, so like 92% of homeless women that have a mental health disorder are raped. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's crazy dude. like the, the insane, like damage that can actually happen from that. Cause they're schizophrenics and things like that. Dude, I, I've even worked with them that were like, I just wish that the hospital was open so I could live there. Wow. You know, like I, I wish that there was like something that like could help me. And it's not to just take care. I mean, it's to teach them how to live with their disorder. Like that would suck, man. Like if you really, think of like 
I mean, I'm paranoid, dude, but could you be, imagine being paranoid to the point that you, like, you're dangerous? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Yep. You know, that there's there's no place for these people except for prisons <laughs> and jails. And then, and then they, they privatize them, and that just makes you lock up mentally ill people even more. Yep. So, yeah, dude, I'm... Yeah, I don't know if we really got the too much tonight, but that's all right. That's good. I've been looking through here and there's this show called love guaranteed on there and it's what is it love guaranteed and netflix will do any they will make anything i'm i'm they will make anything and put it on netflix to like shit it's at the end of the month we need something and they'll just like shit shit out yeah. some of the worst shows that are ever made and this one's got rachel cook she was on that um that 90s show what was it uh with the nerd, that nerd that becomes a, a, a hottie, and she dates the the football. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, she's the yeah. She's all that. that. It's that, got that girl, and then it's got something like and that. And then it's got the it's got Damon Wayne's Jr. Not not the dad. It's got his son there. Like he can't get Damon. He might as well get his son. So they got Damon mm -hmm. on here. But dude, you you have movie night with your kid, right? Yeah. So they have this show called My Octopus Teacher. Have you seen this shit? No, I don't think. Dude, your kid. Dude, this is such a legit show. So, they, My Octopus Teacher? Yeah. He might be watching. He watches the Octonauts all the time. No, this is, a, this is a documentary. Okay? Oh, okay. So, basically, I'll, I'll tell you what it is about. It's about this guy in South Africa who... He's a he's been a film filmatographer. What was that that word? He, he he's been doing and directing movies like nature movies since you know the eighties. And okay. he's got you know this love for going scuba diving or snorkeling, and he lives in South Africa. And every morning he goes out and he snorkels and he swims like a good distance. And. uh one day he's filming this whole entire experience by the way and uh, okay he uh comes across this octopus and um the first time he met the octopus the octopus like i looked at him he looked at it there was like this really weird thing that happened between he and the octopus it touched his hand Wait, is it a real octopus? It's a real ass octopus. This is a real story. Oh, okay. So it shows him putting, extending his hand out, and the octopus, like with his tentacles, like basically touches his hand and just like feels him out and everything. And then he got scared off or whatever. So he goes back the next day, and the octopus is there and kind of develops this relationship with this octopus for like a year. And during this time, he he looks at this this an, this animal and he's like it's just an animal but at the end he really he starts crying dude because something happens to the octopus and um hmm. he he's convinced that there's more to the octopus than than meets the eye and it's such an intelligent creature like it's Yo, yeah it they showed, are, it, showed yeah. it like running away from predators and how it went about um he he never like inter interfered with nature like he let the octopus like fight its battles or whatever and um mm -hmm. it's a really good show and i think 
you and your wife and your son would would definitely dig it if he's into that kind of stuff because it, it's a it's a oh he loves that yeah nature so we watch the the nature shows all the time yeah it was legit i my my daughter and i we watched it and she really liked it um so i felt like if i was getting that that show's really good to watch with your kids so yeah. but uh yeah man ben lost his tooth today he lost his top. Wait, how old He's is he? Five. Five. Shit, I'm going to get in trouble. He's six. He's six. <laughs> okay, so my son's six, too. He he lost his one and his other one loose now. So he's about to lose. He lost two of his two bottoms, but now he's lost his upper left one, and my kid's got gaps. So he's got this gap that's like literally three small teeth wide. And he looks so cute, but it's like, damn, bro. Like... <laughs> You look like you belong here in Western PA now. So, <laughs> how do you feel about living, dude, in a whole different part of the country, man? I miss home. I mean, the reality is, is that I I feel I, I don't feel safe here. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. I feel much safer out west. And, and I believe it, dude. Here, people are just so goddamn rude. Like I was sharing this on mm-hmm. my podcast yesterday, like. No, there's no yes, please, no thank you, opening the door for people, mm-hmm. just kind, generous acts of just like, how you doing? You know, just smiling at people. Yeah. Everybody in Western PA, they're so goddamn miserable all the time. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking to myself, this is this is definitely a part of the experience of living in, in Western PA. Just people are, they're very rustic. They're very like, they're, I don't know. There's not a right word for it, but everybody's kind of out for themselves here, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. It's funny, man, because, like, people people from there, like, like romanticize it, you know, and they, like, talk about it like it's this, like, great, grand, diverse, no. like, you know, future-thinking place, no. like, you know, and I, I start to, like, talk to people, but I'm like, you realize how segregated, like, Pittsburgh really is, and like even Western Pennsylvania, it's very like I mean you got yeah, your it's very white, yeah, yeah, you know, and then you got your like Italian neighborhood, your Irish neighborhood, your German neighborhood. So, you know, like when I lived in when I lived in Arizona, I was the minority. I was I was eighty percent mm-hmm. Mexican where I lived, and when I joined the army, I got stationed in Columbus, Georgia, where it's like. 50-50 black 50-50 yeah. white and that was a, that was an interesting kind of exchange right because I went from hanging out with Mexicans who I grew up with I was like one of the one of the guys to going mm-hmm. and, and I didn't even know what racism was because frankly racism existed in Arizona not as it does in the south like the deep south like People get jobs and you're still, you still don't like them because they're Mexican. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't like Mexicans. I'm saying that people will hire people, even if they're Mexican where I live, because they need people to work. Whereas in the South, there is some, some issues with some real prejudices. And I get that. But then I got stationed in Virginia. It was still predominantly black. And I remember the first time I came here to meet my wife in Pittsburgh and I was like, 
damn, this is white bread. I don't even know what this looks like. It's it's whiter than Kansas. Like there are mm-hmm. it's, there's so there's so much Caucasians <laughs> in Western PA. It's yeah. like and they're all Polish or Italian. Yeah, but people will say it's really diverse. It's so diverse and like everybody gets along and nah. it's great. And, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think the same way as you. I'm like, it's definitely not like that. Like I see a very hostile, irritable, like people. Unhappy. <laughs> very unhappy. So yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of those things where I I love the I love the scenery out here where I live. I don't live in Pittsburgh anymore, but where do you um, live? I live out I live or I live like, I live about forty five off route. Go ahead. Route thirty off route thirty somewhere yeah. or okay. so it's it's yeah. nice because I'm twenty minutes from the Highlands. The Laurel Highlands, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm almost in the map. Oh man. I used to live up there. It's amazing. But I can't do the mm-hmm. city anymore. I just can't. So uh, no nah, man, so doing that and then casting pumpkins. I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but basically I get those those um Wait, trick what or are you treat. Doing? You know those trick or treat pumpkins? Um the little pumpkins yeah. with the little cr- smiley faces on them and shit, and you know, trick or treating and it's a plastic and you throw yeah. it out after you're done. It's like trash. So basically, I yeah. got concrete, and um, filled, I think yeah, I, I filled that. those up with concrete, and then I painted them. And I've been making a bunch of those. I'm making like a tiki full of pumpkins, and they're freaking heavy, freaking heavy, okay. bro. Oh, I bet <laughs> it's all concrete, dude. I yeah, bet it is. Seriously, so been doing that, and then. I've been selling some some sports cards, and the sports card market is just out of control right now. Like you can't even buy a sports cards right now. Everybody's buying everything. Really? Everybody's buying everything up right now, dude. You can't get a box of cards at Target or Walmart. <clears throat> I went to Walmart, dude. I go ahead. Go. Oh no, I was just gonna say, man. I had like Bobby or rookie card. It's worth a couple grand today. I had all these cards, man. We used to like gamble like back in when I was in like grade school, like we'd play cards for cards or we'd like, you know, shoot dice for cards or whatever. But I had some really nice ones that were, would be worth thousands today. Dude. I had a teacher in sixth grade freaking take them from me and never wow. give them back. Cause we were gambling with them. <laughs> so like she, you know, took them from me and never gave them back, man. Wow. And the funny thing is, is that I was too scared to even ask her, like, what's up? Like, if it was today, man, I would, I would be, you know, like, where are my cars at? Like, what did you do with them? You know, but I, I'm salty, dude. I had, uh, like, a really, like, a Robin Yunt that's worth probably a couple grand wow. today. Like, just crazy, man, that she just took from me. It's insane. <laughs> so, I mean... If you can get into a hobby, it's definitely lucrative right now. Like I, I bought a I bought a box yeah. of cards from Target. I got two cards I really wanted, and I've been selling the rest of them. And I've already broke even. I've already broke mm-hmm. even, and then some. So that's the thing, man. I just went through. Um, like I, I went up my parents' attic and got like all these 
all the boxes out that are, I mean, dude, there's stuff in there from 30, 40, some 70 years ago, like, you know, uh, like pictures and cards and things like that, so, tons of, like, steel, Steeler memorabilia, that fell, and, man. like, car, there, but there's a card, there's cards in there, too, and I actually got a pack, it was like a 92, um, done, like, tops, like, uh, pirates, like, team pack, so that all they had like Barry Bonds, Bobby yeah, Bonilla, you know, like good people, but they it wasn't worth well, it much. And well, then I had some old Grant. Yeah, if you're interested in me pricing it all for you, dude, I, I have a, I have an eBay store, so that's crazy, dude. You actually like people actually like buy. Yeah, them. dude, I have a whole mailing system. Like I I I use cardboard and then I use my top loaders and I put them in. I put them depends on how many cards I buy. I've got I've got plastic. Um, envelopes to take more that, that, that I can put tracking codes on and then I have traditional envelopes mm-hmm. that I just put regular postage stamps on and I put do not bend on there and then I throw them in the mailbox and they're on their way dude I would have like not glass but that real hard plastic like screw on cases on some of these cars man you might want to check and see which ones, you know, the ones are everybody thinks they've got those kind of cards until they, they go on eBay and then they they realize that like the vast indifference, like there there are cards now, dude, that are worth more than a, uh, a Babe Ruth rookie card. I'm not even kidding. Like, See, that's there is crazy. a yeah, like Mike Trout, isn't there a Mike Trout three worth, like, million dollars? And it's not yeah. even that good of a card. Like that's it's crazy, a limited dude. print. It's a one of one. So they made they made this entire casing for this one card and it's a trout rookie card and it's the only one that was made and they sold that mother trucker for like three million dollars but it when you look at it on its face dude i can like i'll facetime you anytime you want look at my card collection i've got some cards that look just like it you know i've got i've got cards that jerseys in them jerseys on jerseys yeah okay i got all kinds of stuff like that and and this goddamn trout card it's just like it's not even that great a patrick mahomes card after the super bowl sold for over a million so i i'm really like these are like last year cards patrick mahomes card sold for a million see every year that's every year Panini now. Panini's like the the leading car manufacturer in the country now, not Tops. That Tops really? sucks now. Tops actually went from being the leader, like they to to being nothing. Like they're practically worth nothing now. The the paper that they're Tops sucks. Really? Now. Tops sucks. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, because Tops was like fucking up there back in the nineties. So Panini dude. is the new brand, and they've got basically like different brands of cards that they are that they they have a contract with with the nfl and they have 12 Mm -hmm. different base boxes that they sell everything from like dunris which is the base the first cards that come out at the beginning of the year all the way out to these cards like right now it's mosaic and they 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 fade each every three weeks they release a new a new brand of cards and right now we're into the second tier boxes. And toward Christmas, they put out the third and fourth tier boxes. And it goes to five tiers. 
So like the more expensive cards mm -hmm. start releasing toward toward Christmas time, in a box of Spectra, for instance, is going to run you around seven hundred and fifty dollars, eight hundred bucks. Yeah. What? And and I'm not even what? kidding you. Though, if you get a box of Spectra cards this year because of the draft class, you will make triple your money if you sell them on eBay. Triple. So I'm gonna, Dude, I'm gonna talk insane. to my wife. I'm gonna get myself a box of them, and I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm proving to her right now because I bought mosaics, and mosaics are going for like, I got lucky. I landed two boxes for eighty bucks, and um, yeah. I've made that back. So she's more on board now. She knows I'm willing to sell cards I don't want. Um, but that being said. You, you've got to hustle, man, because you've got a window. So right now, Mosaic is what's out currently. That's the most current card. It, you have mm -hmm. to sell all your Mosaic cards by the 29th because they're releasing another brand of card, which is going to be the new card box of cards to get. So, uh, Yeah, man. It's not, it sounds like the 90s, dude. Like, where, like, <laughs> it really does, man, because cards went down in the early Well, no, early, and, early, early you know, 90s. So what happened was... Is like score, okay. um, pro set, um, tops, upper deck. Those were like the four big brands. I remember and they didn't make deck. anything special. They just printed cards at will. Like an Emmett Smith rookie card today, like a Jim Mint ten graded Emmett Smith rookie card costs like you'll be lucky if you can get thirty bucks for it. You're, you're and yeah, and they've got. Tops basically released back in 2010 a revamp of the card, but it's a Tops Chrome version of the Emmett Smith rookie card, and it sells for more. It sells for more okay. than the original base card. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Why I think that? That it's because they just printed so many. I mean, they printed, they printed okay. millions of them, so they're not rare at all. Now, with cards, box of cards, a bunch of like base cards the ones you get like 15 times out of 10 or nine times out of 10 in, in, a, in a box but then you'll get yeah. five or six cards in that box that are limited print so for instance I, that box in mosaics about i got a patrick mahomes card it's just that's that's uh 35 of 50 so there are only 50 cards of that one card made so so I've got okay. thirty. I've got number thirty-five of that lot. So that number immediately gives it more value. Um, on wow. eBay, I have a Kurt Warner Legend card. It's a light blue card. So the light blue cards are incredibly rare, and it's like it's it's one of it's one of only twenty-five that were ever printed. And I'm selling that card for like eight bucks. And you think, well, wow, that's not a whole lot of money. But that $8 for that one card, it's a, it's a really lame-looking card, but somebody's going to buy it because it because it, it went yeah. from being just a standard Legends card to being like one of only five with that rating. So like there's like – it's a very convoluted market. But if you can get through the weeds, man, you can make a lot of money on sports cards. And I got – and I have over 50,000 sports cards, so – Real? That I many? have, I have twenty five thousand, and I and about thirty of them, like thirty thousand, I can burn, and I wouldn't make any money. And then, 
the rest of them are the ones that are worth like ten dollars or more. So yeah, so I got wow. that going on, and then that's been basically my side my side hustle. And I I took my kids to this place called Rocket Fizz. Have you heard of this place? I I don't know why, but I remember Dude, that name. Amazing. Really. So Google Rocket Fizz when you get off the podcast. And you need mm-hmm. to take your kid there. So it's a soda pop and candy shop. And they sell comic books. They sell yeah, okay. comic books and they sell candies from all over the world. And they they sell like um, signage, like really popular signage from like the 1950s. You feel like you're almost in yeah 1950s candy store shop mixed in with like pop culture and video okay. games. It's a really cool looking shop. And I bought bottled pop so you can get these bottled pops and i got like these really really weird pops like i got a brownie root beer pop i got different colas i got ginger ales these really weird brands of pop Hmm. they're all glass bottles but people like to collect bottles and shit so like you can basically collect the pop if you want but i i bought different pops for my kids so every friday until they're out gone i'm gonna open one up and we're gonna try one so that's kind of yeah so oh, i've been cool. doing where where's it at? um it is in damn what is where's that mall that's um got the big ass smokestacks what's that one called the waterfront uh, yeah, it's like yeah, the waterfront. Yeah. Now, is this a nationwide? Yeah, thing, it's or nationwide. Just so you just have. Okay, I was gonna say because I know I heard that before. I know I yeah, heard. Yeah, there's that a name. couple in Pittsburgh. Um, I I went to one in Boulder, um, a couple years back, and uh, I went to the one out here. It wasn't too bad. So yeah, man. I mean. Your kid, you'll, you'll kick. I'd love to go to Colorado. I know, man. I, I really want to move there, dude. You know, I'm in that state, that state's what? unbearable now. It, it's been ruined. Why? It's been absolutely ruined. So I, I, I fucking hate California with a passion. Like I, I went to college there briefly. I lived in LA, um, briefly. Um, I, my best friend mm-hmm. is from San Diego. And it's a military town, so it's like the most centric place in a state, but it's still very liberal. Yeah. And the state's bankrupt. And I'm not I'm not giving you any classified information when I tell you that the reason why they have brownouts and blackouts in California is because they're too densely populated and they don't have enough generation to to foster the thirteen mm-hmm. million um people that it the, the it, it requires um Somewhere north of 350,000 megawatts of electricity to power the yeah, city of Los Angeles every single every single week. So there's this ridiculous yeah. amount of wattage that has to be produced. Nobody, it's just, and, and, and it's bankrupt. Like, and and it's it's dirty, and it's just Colorado's now why. Why is New York able to power? So their first of all, New York is going to, to the shitter too. Um, but the reason yeah. why I so never live in New York, the Northeast is very fortunate because it, it sits on two grids. So everybody, everybody on all these conspiracy theorists that want that are hardcore 
right wingers that want to talk about aliens and Trump being a lizard and all this shit. They're talking. They're all, they're talking <laughs> about like the, the the whole entire grid shutting off, and I'm like, it's more likely to see a Los Angeles you know blackout than the whole grid. Like, there's going to be major cities in this country yeah. that might have power outages because of acts of terrorism than anything else, but you're not going to have like a nationwide power outage. Um, but with New yeah. York, they, they sit on two power grids. They, they, they sit on a Canadian power grid and then they sit on a United States North doing power. So because of that, Canada actually sells us power. Um, they have their own yeah. generation yeah. that they're able to sell privately and that goes into our um, entire grid along with ours. So we have some resiliency is the word that they use in terms of like generation. But on top of that, mm-hmm. you've got New York City that they pretty much outsource everything. So like their trash, for instance. Yeah, it, it goes, goes to, to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania or doesn't it? Like... They have an That's entire crazy, fucking dude. city yeah. devoted to trash. Did you know this? Right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, man. yeah, man. I learned about that like a, a long. They like have years a mountain of, of trash mm-hmm. that they basically. And it goes along them barges and stuff, and they take it down the river. Yeah, it's, cra- and it's crazy, dude. Bury this trash in these big Ziploc bags. Where methane basically yeah. builds up and it's not allowed to deteriorate, and it's going to sit in the earth in the crust of the earth for the next ten million years, and it's just going to be methane. Right. So you mm-hmm. got that going on. So, you know the, the the grid's very resilient and it's getting smarter every single day. Um, but there. <laughs> Is it like AI? Yeah, dude? It's, it's, like, like it's becoming self-aware. It's very self-aware, actually. <laughs> it's scary to say that, but like um, the distribution management systems is what they're calling it. It's the lowest level of utility for electricity. Um, yeah. I want you to think for a second. I don't know if how, how familiar you are with technology, but they have basically, you know what a network is. Like a network is a series of components that are connected to one another and in networking, basically what you'll might, what you might have is like 10 nodes or 10 devices that together create Mm -hmm. a schema. You there, man? Yeah. 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 That was weird. Uh, No problem. It may have been my fault. Actually, I might've hit something. So, so redundancy is, is good. So it's basically like there's 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 this term in servers where you have like an A and a B side and like for instance if the A side needs maintenance you'll turn on the B side so the A side mm-hmm. can get fixed. So there's in networking there are these components for for redundancy. So as a result of that when you have in your residential areas <clears throat> just think of your electrical utility as a big computer system now whereas mm-hmm. it's it's still got electrical lines connecting everybody to the to the poles outside your house or under your ground but if a line goes out the system is intelligent enough to know that oh oh shit this tree's down this line instead of on the power to you know a whole entire subdivision we're only going to shut down the power for these 12 houses yeah 
So all of a sudden you've got a footprint of 300 outages down to 12. So less people effectively get impacted from, from power outages and storms and all these different things because the distribution management system is far more resilient and redundant enough to be able to triangulate an outage and, and, and harness that, that outage and, and, and foster electricity for everybody else while it gets fixed. So yeah, that makes sense. And that's just the lowest tier of electricity. See, as you get higher in utility, the more less risk you're going to want to be because really when you're cooking with nuclear power plants or gas generation plants or coal generation plants, which there aren't very many left, mm-hmm. or, or these different or oil power plants, like they, like you have windmill and solar panels, you have these different kinds of generation you you have to really be aware of the risk involved with those so the other thing that the the electrical system is now doing is diversifying in different kinds of generation so even even in western pa where it's cloudy 200 days out of the year 230 days a year you're still able to get something out of wind power you're still able to get a little Mm -hmm. bit out of solar power and People on the right want to argue with it, and I would agree. It's not very cost-effective to have either one of those. But the fact that you have enough wattage to power, uh, you know, 300 homes or 1,000 homes, you know, in a region with wind power or a region with solar power, that takes less load off of a generation plant that's like a nuclear power plant or something like that. If that nuclear power plant goes out, we're buying electricity from Canada. Maybe we're ba- buying it from a third party that's yeah. generating it in a different place. So it's a very resilient grid that we have and over electrical fiber lines. It's really interesting concept. But, you, you, but we should diversify is basically what you're saying. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah. you're not going to be able to diversify as much in some utility as others, depending on where you live. So in Ohio, the sun isn't out nearly as much as it is in Arizona. So solar power makes a lot of sense, right? In Washington mm-hmm. state, it's very cloudy, but they have volcanoes in Washington and they have a lot of geothermal. Same thing in mm-hmm. Wyoming and in in these, you know, northeast northwestern states, they have a lot of geothermal, a lot of tectonic stuff that they can wear. Los Angeles could get away with doing a lot of geothermal and solar. So reason why it's so important for people to understand that it's okay for people to live in western pa or in ohio but don't try to speak for everybody when you make these ridiculous assumptions about anything because everything's different for everybody no matter where they live yeah so like where we live i mean you're still five hours away but you get the point like we're still kind of in the same kind of like geographical like way of living where it we get mm. snow and we get rain and we get it gets humid and yeah. it, it's not going to be the same we have more in common than somebody who lives in las vegas who's got a water shortage like you can't water right. your grass in, in vegas there's like there's like they, dude, that's been like that for 20 30 years yeah like there's orders against that you get fined mm-hmm. thousands of dollars like water yeah. where i grew up was so freaking expensive here water's dirt cheap it's 20 bucks a month my mom's that's what i mean dude it's abundant yeah take it for granted Mm -hmm. but in arizona where i grew up 
you watered your yard, it was 300 bucks a month. That's crazy, and, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all it's all relative to where you live. And as long as people can be a little bit more compassionate, empathetic, and be able to, you know, not judge other people, it's not yeah. that bad. So, yeah. But, yeah, but, man. I don't know, man. I got to get going here soon. But I do want to, like, eventually discuss if you feel like, Pence's claims of $2,000 less a year in taxes is like the greatest thing ever. Because I want more. <laughs> like 2000 a year is not, I mean, for what I'm making, I should be collecting way more. Are you, are you talking about, were you talking about tax cuts? Trump- yeah, I'm talking about, because, because the thing is, is like, like Pence says $2,000, right? That you mm-hmm. save in taxes. But there's always all these other new taxes that come along, like the gas tax, the soda tax, like depending on what state you're in. That's the problem. What, that's, that's the, you know, like. Yeah, and we can talk yeah. about this some other time, but like people have to understand that, you know, the federal government really only taxes a handful of things. And then it's upon us constitutionally to establish what else they're going to tax. And like what I try to tell people is even in PA where clothes and food are not taxed, they are taxed in other ways. So Mm -hmm. even your food that you get on the stores here at the grocery stores in Pennsylvania, getting it here, some of that stuff didn't come from Pennsylvania. Some of it Mm -hmm. came from Kentucky. So they immediately have to find a way to pay for that. You know, yeah, and, and you pay for it in, in other ways. The price goes up. Like in Colorado is another perfect example. Like things in Colorado naturally cost the, the, the for different are here because mm-hmm. the taxes are 8% in Colorado, whereas here they're 6 But their gas is cheaper. 7 um, in the city, though. Yeah, but you get my point, though. Yeah, it's 7% yeah. in the city. Like everything's 7%. But that's the point like and that's the city tax so like everybody has their hands somewhere to pay for something and and despite all that they're still crony crony politicians pocketing the money that's the whole thing about this Mm -hmm. whole election i try to tell people is is like i don't like biden and i don't like trump but if you after this election want to burn something down because your guy didn't win you're 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 a jerk like oh, just, yeah, definitely. I agree there. Because it, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, maybe Trump getting elected get, did help us somewhat up to a certain point. But then you have to factor in the other things that didn't get fixed as a result of him getting elected. So we live in a system that's perpetuated by crony people who pocket a ton of money. Like, this whole bill they're trying to pass, it's like $2 trillion. I try to tell people, like, how does it make any sense that the Democrats want to increase your taxes, but they're trying to spend more money right now? So, so they're not only that, but by printing up more money now, we're we're effectively pointing or creating another deficit in the future where (laughs) it's going to have to be like four trillion dollars, and then eight, and then sixteen, and then thirty-two. It's gonna... like that's when empires collapse, man. Like that's the thing. That's the that's the problem. Like, because is it going to be in our lifetime? I think. You know, or... I think that <laughs> if we're if we're lucky and we're fortunate, that the United States, like Europe, well, it's a it's already plateauing, and it's plateauing for a lot of reasons. 
economically speaking. Mm-hmm. But it, like Europe, if we're able to copy the model of Europe in the sense that um, we so on which is it's, yeah. it's sad, but it's the fact people More collectivism, are, yeah, collectivism, and and you buy into that that kind of perspective. I, I think it's it's going to give more power to the government and effectively that'll support the fix the government needs. Yep. But that's how they're doing it, man. That's how they're doing it. They're separating us by individualistic and, and collective, whichever side you want. Like Democrats are like, Oh, listen, we'll try to take care. Of oh, at the end of the day though, dude, they're all looking out for their own self-interest. They can tell you whatever they want. You know, that, at the that's, end of the day, it's over. You know, that's what it is. I remember when right on, on September 10th, there was a million that went right, and, and yep. and people talk about this huge conspiracy theory. Nine eleven happens the next day, and it got swept mm-hmm. under. But Donald Rumsfeld was the Secretary of of State at the time, I believe, and Dick Cheney was the Vice President. And both those mother yeah. truckers, I know, they were using that money to line their line their pockets. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like politicians, regardless of their party, they're trying to spend one point two trillion dollars or one point eight trillion dollars. But in 2001, that was the equivalent of that one trillion dollars that, that they lost. You know? Listen, here's the thing. It doesn't even matter. Like, but that's the thing that people use to discredit you. They say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. It, it That doesn't matter. Listen, I don't. So, like, this is a situation like what they did, the CIA did with selling drugs in, in the United and States. And pumping like, crack into I the don't, inner cities. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the CIA 100% was, like, deliberate, like, listen, we're going to screw the black people over and we're going to pump these drugs into their system. I think that they were just thinking, like, hey, listen, we need to sell guns. Like, this is how we're going to do it. Who cares who it hurts? I don't really care. Like, it doesn't matter. We have this agenda and this is what we're going to do. I think the same thing happened there. You know, I don't think it was a deliberate thing. Like, we're gonna let 9/11 happen, and we're gonna encourage it just so we can like cover up our um, stealing this money. I think it was just a something that happened that like allowed for that to happen. You know what I mean? I don't think it was like a. I think that like you know we were attacked. <laughs> you know, like somebody didn't like us, and they attacked us, and it just so happens that all this other stuff was going on. It was able to be kind of swept under the rug, and that was a justification for it. Yeah, it's you know. it's a hot mess, dude. And you know what? What I would, write, but maybe it was. Who knows? I don't know. It's hard to even know. But like, there's always a new yeah. conspiracy theorist theory that's out there that right. tells you, you know, something like aliens or all these different things, and it, it gets a. What we really did we about is. Fix it, and I and I and I think we're we're far past that. Like it's it's like that with environmentalists. Like we're so far past trying to fix the environment at this point. We can clean up the earth, but it's going to warm up. Like there's no stopping it at this point. We're all screwed. We're all going to get a big suntan. Right. Like yeah, and I mean, you know, is that a, 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 I, I yeah. Like I mean, do I want it like? Would I like to live in a warmer climate? Yes. But is it really affecting, like, the way we live and all that? No, I'm not really sure, but hopefully it's not. But it probably is. It probably know? is. And it, because 
Damn. I'm not happy about the outcome of this election either way. Like, <laughs> either way, do people like legit? This is like because I do gotta I do gotta get going. But listen, man, like people, these people legit, dude. Like, listen, I there's definitely there's things that if Biden got in office, he would do good that I would appreciate and say, okay, that's a good thing. But there's all this other stuff that you kind of did that wasn't right. Yeah. Just like I say with Trump, you know, like there's some things that you're doing good, but all, some of this other stuff I'm not really okay with, you know. But there's people that just die hard, dude, 100%. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, you're the best. You know, either it's Biden or Trump. Like, I work with people like that, dude, that are like, Trump's the worst part. He's racist. He's a Nazi and all these things. I just think Trump's a man, a, a human, just like any yeah. dude. He's a man of circumstance. He's going to take whatever advantage he can to get on top. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much it. Like, it, it's not like I'm going at, again, it's like the CIA thing. It's like, I don't think they legit went after the African-American community and said, we're going to demolish you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how we're going to do it. It was more like, hey, we have this other thing that we need to do. So, like, we're going to do this. And if it hurts this community, so what? I really don't care, but like we're gonna do this, you know, because it's gonna get me and my government and you know these things ahead, you know. So there's a greater good, like and I think that that's how every human thinks, dude. There's a greater good here, so like we'll dismiss all this bad stuff you do, you know. But you're doing it for the greater good, so like I'm okay with it, you know. And that's how that's how Barack Obama wins the Nobel Peace Prize as he. Throwing bombs, you know, civilians and, ah, yeah. and everything, <laughs> right? Like, like, like that's the craziest thing, right? Like, the man won a Nobel Peace Prize as he was actively giving orders to bomb countries, right? Isn't that hilarious? And what? And, and then meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, and I'm not defending Trump, but we haven't been in an additional war since he's been president. Yeah, he's, he's threatened them. He's threatened them, but he's never went. He's never actually done it. Yeah. Three for Nobel Peace Prize. Nothing nothing to be said. Not a goddamn word. Yeah. So although he did he he did kill the general. Hey, that dead general may have been eligible for the death penalty. <laughs> At the same time, we do the same things to other countries. So like I'm not I, I'm okay. Listen, if you're gonna play dirty, play dirty, but don't like sit here and say that you're this, you know, we're you know, the, the great, like, country leadership where, no. you know, bringing democracy to the world and all this BS, because, like, that's really here's, not the here's, case. Here's like, the reality. He, you know. he was not even a casualty of war. He was a dude. And yeah. More than just America. But I will say this, and we can go, is that his death saved American lives. The end. Like... More Americans, and, 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 more, yeah. more Americans would have died because of him. Yeah, well, I mean, he was literally there planning probably how to how to like kill. But then you got to keep rewinding the tape though and say, okay, what's the reason why? Why are we putting these Americans in harm's way? And we again, we can get into that more, dude. It's like you know, are are, are they are these deaths justified at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other. You know, thing. Yes, some of them are, but some of them aren't, man. You know, and it's a, it's a it's a slippery slope to walk. I got you, man. Well, we need to yeah, do more. So. Be, uh, got, I, yeah. 
Plus, and yours is rated fifth amongst those. And I've got almost a hundred podcasts. So, all right. So we definitely need to do do another one here pretty soon. So, all right. What day are you thinking? I. Uh, I mean, let's see. Monday. Yeah, I. I mean. I'm all right as long if it's like an hour, hour and a half. I can put my kid on the the iPad for a little bit. I mean, I'll I'll try to start you know doing that more because my wife Monday and Tuesday she works late. Whatever you can do, man. but if I can if I can I can put him on the the iPad for a little bit and just get on. Whatever, man. Let me know. It's not a problem. Let's say Monday. Let's do Monday, dude. Right, we say at like eight 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 fifteen or something. That'll work. All right, my man. Well, it was good talking to you. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it, actually. Shit. All right. Until then. All right. Later. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that podcast. It ended abruptly, but that's how Dan and I roll when we do these podcasts. Usually ends with one of us reminding ourselves that it's 9 o'clock. So, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you got some value out of it. And like always, please like like it, share it, subscribe it, tell your people about it. Again, every download is getting us another penny closer to giving us a nice gift to give the Wounded Warriors Project. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. This is fair. Everybody love everybody. Mm-hmm.